All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. You sure you're ready, Hassan? Uh, let me just text my mom real quick. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah, I think we should be recording while he's texting his mother. Hey. Let me know when you're ready. And good. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast, a multi generational discussion of movies. Welcome to the party, pal. I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Hassan Hassan. And I'm Al. And guess what, everybody? Today is Al's big day. Al is going to present a movie. Al, what movie are you presenting? Today I will be presenting Natural Born Killers by Oliver Stone. Excellent. What year was this made? It was released in 1994. Uh, A lot of films came out in 1994, like Forrest Gump. A lot of good ones. uh, Shawshank Redemption. Forrest Gump. Lion King. Lion King. Speed. Uh, what else was there? Did you say Pulp Quiz Fiction? Show, Pulp Disclosure, Pulp Fiction. Disclosure. Pulp Fiction was in the same year? Yeah. yeah. It was. Ed Wood. Was. So Tarantino had, had a couple of scripts. All right. Do you want to synopsize it? And then we will sure. play a trailer? This, by the way, was the best film of 1994. Okay. Ooh, I can't wait to discuss that. Here's the synopsis. What I can... Here's my, here's my synopsis. Okay. It's an acid trip love story and a road trip film about two young mass murderers, Mickey and Mallory. And the main purpose of the film is to skewer U.S. media and the criminal justice system. Right. That's true. Okay, let's watch a preview. Here we go. Now, watch this preview. It's so all over stone. It's unbelievable. <laughs> is that a good thing? I think it might be. It is an excellent thing. Platoon, Wall Street, born on the 4th of July, JFK, Oliver Stone's vision has changed the way we saw our past. Now he takes a look at where we are and where we're going, and you'll be shocked at what he sees. and Mallory feared by thousands I love you someone baby I love you watched by millions we're fighting can't stop fighting nobody can it's kind of like the twilight zone or something Woody Harrelson Juliette Lewis Robert Downey Jr. and Tommy Lee Jones We ain't seen nothing yet. Natural born killers. In the media circus of life, they were the main attraction. Is that a great trailer or what? Yeah. You know, I actually don't like that trailer very go. much. I knew you wouldn't because, it because it's good. Because no. if Al likes well, if, if yeah. Ralph likes it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, right? You noticed that? <laughs> you noticed that. Okay. I should have said I hated it. If I said I hated it, he'd have loved it. No, I guarantee you. I, I don't like that because I don't think it's very representative of the film. I think that's what's good about it. As far as trailers go, this one's kind of uh, doesn't like 
over give away too much. No, no, but it's definitely movie. all over Stone heavy. Yeah. I think we saw a shot from every scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So okay, so, except we uh, didn't see. Rod- did we see Rodney it, Dangerfield? Your, in we there? did see Rodney Dangerfield. How old were you when you saw this? Uh, okay, so remember in previous podcasts I would talk about how I watched horror films when right, I was very young. Right. Yes, we were I was, This was a film I was actually not allowed to see. Oh, wow. And, and I would have been uh, Finally. 11 at that time. Okay. And I think it was mainly because of the, I don't know, the outrage in the press about all the uh, violence in this film and what, what it was trying to it's, sell. I guess. And the copycat murderers that followed in its wake. Is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, some of that did happen, yeah. But I'm not going to blame media for people's actions. When they well, that's what this film does. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I just I think think undercut up, my... <laughs> I think we've set up a cat fight. Whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. You're dying to jump in. <laughs> no, no. Continue. Continue. Sorry. So 11, you couldn't watch it. I was not allowed to watch okay. it. So uh, I was... Intru- so I was now intru- you had to see it. Well, yes. But I didn't see it until like three years later. Okay. When it, when it 14? Came out yeah, 14. Okay. On VHS. On VHS, yes. My copy is over here. Is that the original VHS that you saw? Yes, it is the director's cut. I never, I've actually never seen the theatrical cut, so I can't. You don't know the difference. I have no, I have no idea what the difference is. I watched the director. I tell you what, I don't really. I know one thing that was definitely cut out for sure is when they shoot through Robert Downey's hand. Yeah, Robert. Downey and I think, I think they cut out. Uh, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones when his uh, head is on a pike. Yeah. At the end. Oh right, that's in this one. Oh, that was Tommy yeah, that's Lee him. Jones's head. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, but other than that, if you re- read the, you know, of course, I always try to read the re- reviews. It's um, he liked it. He liked it, but he was really defending it because apparently it had like hundreds of cuts. Yeah, there, there all was, little tiny. It was cuts like 150 there. cuts yeah. that the MPA requested to, due to, to the violence wow. in the film. And, and but, there's so, also but the director some, cut has them in there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all. Restored. It's funny it's because I, it doesn't even feel that violent. Well, that's what Ebert said. He said there's a lot of films that were more violent than yeah. that, that were out. But I think it was the idea that that because uh, I, I I never saw this movie when it came out in '94 because I didn't ca- I didn't care. It's like okay, I don't need to see all this stuff. But looking at it now, I guess at the time. Well, you'll get into it, but why? It well, was I saw so, it at the time. Why it was so important at the time because '94 was a crazy, just. From I think OJ was around then. You, you can yeah, go yeah. into it, but that, that happened in June of no. June or July of nineteen ninety four. Yeah, um, but there was also like the Menendez brothers and John Wayne Bobbitt getting his dick cut off, and yeah. all the media was. That was the only one that really resonated. Yeah, <laughs> with most men, I'm sure. Yeah. He got some movie roles after that too. Yeah, good ones. Ooh. I'm sure. John, John Wayne Bobbitt. Bobbitt. You know who that is? No. No, you weren't. You oh, were, is he, uh, he got his dick cut off. The guy's no. wife cut. She, in the middle of the night, she cut his Johnson off, threw it out in the woods, and they found it. Yeah, and they, and she threw it out of a car it. window, and they found it. And they reattached it, it. Yeah. Yeah. It he was always he appeared Stern. in a number of porno yeah. films after that. He was on Howard Stern a lot, too. Yeah. So we got the 90s wow. to thank for that yeah. guy. Yeah. Thank you, 90s. Yeah. So, okay. Right, so back to the okay. movie. So back to Oliver Stone. Go ahead. Okay. So I saw this when I was 14, and... um. Well, I, I guess as with most movies, it was the visuals that stuck out for me yeah. a lot because it's a lot it's, of visuals. It's this huge, like, thirty million dollar experimental film. Yeah, and there are uh, Sean's rolling his eyes. No, it's amazing. Just trying to look at the camera. Sixteen different films. Trying to win. Yeah. Something like sixteen different film. Yeah, they have formats. video, Super Eight, thirty mil, uh, thirty five. You know how millimeter. long it took to film? Uh, film it. Uh, it was like fifty days. Fifty something days. Yeah. How long did it take to edit? 
and I don't know a year, eleven months. Yeah, there, I, there's there's three thousand edits in the film. Yeah, yeah, because and he's cutting between you know. Ralph Richardson lost his marriage to the result of this film, apparently. Who is that. he? The, the cinematographer. cinematographer. Yes, yes, multi-Oscar winning yeah. cinematographer. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So it was. It's the visual. It's it's the cutting between color and black and white. Cutting between the different uh, like video and film. Yeah. Super eight. He's cutting. Yeah. He's doing everything. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Animation. Animation. Uh, right. Um, I I did read the Oliver the not the Oliver Stone script. I saw that movie. I read the Quentin Tarantino um, script, yeah. and in the script, Quentin Tarantino had three formats in there. Okay. It specified at certain times it would be like sometimes it was 16, sometimes it was video, and sometimes it was normal 35. But he did not go to the extremes that um, – Well, I mean the, this whole did. this whole film is about extremes. It's outrageous in your face. Transgressive? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Yeah. But well, it's another film. Yeah. Well, there there are. <laughs> <laughs> With incest scenes. You know, yes, there are. But um, I imagine if you saw this at the movie theater, it would have been unrelenting. Probably because I you, wanted you, you to watch leave. it on TV. Now you did. I saw this. I saw it before it came out. I saw it at a sneak preview, and I wanted to. I, Where exactly I did you want to walk out? What scene? I can't remember what scene, but the only reason I stayed is because they gave me a copy of the soundtrack, and I thought it would be rude to leave <laughs> since they gave me the soundtrack. You know, Which so. is an excellent soundtrack, by the way. The soundtrack, it is an excellent soundtrack. Thank, produced soundtrack, by Trent Reznor of yeah. Nine Inch Nails fame. And um, I didn't watch the film again. I don't think there is actually any incidental music in it. Is no, it? I don't think so. Trent Reznor wrote a song or two specifically for it. Yeah. But there is no uh, do, incidental do you count, music. What's the old... Do, do, you, old count, do you count the incidental music as like the, the cartoony kind of like orchestral uh, music during... Uh, I wouldn't because that's all needle drop. You know, no one sat there and scored this I, movie. I think they scored that though because it, they? Oliver Stone said that they could not get the rights to any like cartoon music. Mm. So they had to create their own like cartoon-esque oh. I wasn't aware of that, soundtrack. but it seemed like everything else. I almost watched it another time just to tr- just keep track of the thing. But it's a great soundtrack. I really loved the Sweet Jane by the Cowboy Junkies. I really loved all the Leonard Cohen songs and the um I thought this is the only place you could get that Bob Dylan version of um You Belong to Me, you know, that old Joe Stafford song, which you would think Bob Dylan would be the worst person in the world to sing it, but I think he does a really tremendous job. The only problem with the soundtrack album is they keep cutting the um dialogue from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> which Trent Reznor also apparently so, recommended as he assembled the album. I actually tried to watch it a few years back for the first time, and uh, I stopped in the first scene, the diner scene. I just like all the mix, all the going back from color and uh, to to black and white, and the the all red scenes and stuff kind of jarred me a bit, and uh, I didn't want to like sit through it. But this time, I actually like really loved it. Like especially like all the mixed media stuff. Song, well, you have a you have song. a new you probably have a new like appreciation for that and what that would take. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back but back to the being. Wait a minute, Hassan. You saw this first time though in film school, didn't you, or in college? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. We talked you. about it and like the impact it had on the media. Uh, That's what I want to get at. The nineties, the, the the impact yeah. it had. We'll get there. Because okay. When? <laughs> when? When? Are you, when are you okay. well, get there? well, let's get there. Can I talk to the, about the first scene? Well, of course. Go you mean the diner scene killed me. The diner scene. Which the I diner will scene. say, the diner scene is awesome. The diner scene uh, is ex- almost exactly as in the Quentin Tarantino script, which is why it's good. 
The thing that kills it for me is Juliette Lewis, for one thing. I thought when she first had her first national appearance, really, in um, Cape Fear with um, Robert De Niro, yeah. I thought she was amazing in that movie. But each film she made after that, I began to like her less and less. And by this film, I just really kind of hated her. And um, when she's dancing, and that's supposed to be erotic... You know, I'm like, is it supposed to be? Right? I don't think that's supposed to be. Like, Whoa, look at that! Like, I think it's really? supposed to be weird, and she's just doing yeah. her thing. Oh, okay. I well, good, her. good, because I didn't creep. find. Listen, I'm not a big Juliette Lewis fan, but this movie, I thought she was great. Yeah, and that the fight that she did in that diner scene, the way because I know she took she she didn't want to. There was something she didn't want to do, but she was willing to take karate lessons or or martial arts lessons. She kicks the shit out of that guy. Well, mm. when she's dancing, though, it reminds me of that character she plays in that other film where she's, like, mentally retarded. That would be the other sister, <laughs> the but other yes. Sister, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, there she is. God almighty, what the hell is that? Man, bitch out of hell, son. Take a run at her, kiddo. The way you love me got to suit my style. A little baby, I will sing. That's a sweet piece of meat, ain't it? Her name's Mallory. No, I don't think that was supposed to be an erotic dance. I think it was just her doing her thing. Yeah. And uh, and what killed me also? And of course, like, rednecks what? are rednecks, so they're gonna immediately walk in and be total pigs well I mean, that's the yeah. thing is but they're Mil mallory and mickey are rednecks too well of course they are you know so and they killed a poor woman who had got him back on key lime pie too yeah <laughs> it's it's because she hit on mallory or not mallory she hit she hit on mickey i think that's why mallory ended up when she was doing her mini any mini miny mo thing that's how why she chose her but you mean she saw the black and white version of the lady that's what that whole scene right so they do the color they go to black and white it's her flirting with mickey i think that, i feel like that's uh well yeah i guess I, yeah. I was wondering about when i first started watching i was like is the black and white version what they see yes. it's an internal it's, it's internal, internal. Oh, but like so later the it gets more sporadic yeah well because he was oh, getting yeah. crazier right yeah. he was getting they were what losing happened their... on the scenes where they mix like black and white in a motel window. It's oh, that whole oh, come on. So come on. This the, is like Oliver Stone. I, like I said earlier, it doesn't work. It's, it's inconsistent. It does work. God bless Oliver Stone. He's masturbating all over outside, the thing. You know? <laughs> he's he's you know okay. So it starts with their driving away in the car, and the car you know the car shot on a back screen. It's or rear projection. I understand, but it's also way over the top, right? So they do that. That's great. I'm okay, I, that's fine. I'm fine with that. This is what this film I don't is. Care. Oh, how can you, how you how can you complain about it being over the top when it's supposed to be over the top? That's the whole goal. I'm going to explain it. why later, why I think he was playing both ways. He was he was saying it's one Are thing. You saying he was going both ways. No, I'm saying he was saying okay, it's about the media, but he was doing exactly what he was showing exactly what he's saying is bad about the media. Bravo. So we'll talk about That's that. my point about this movie exactly. Right. It's like he's still it's in not, It's not it's not an expose of the media. It's an He's doing exactly what, you know, as the fact that they had copycat killers, you know, it's like he is doing the violence. Think about the scenes where he's like where two people are alone, like Scagnetti and, and Mallory. You know, that's a he I know, Tarantino Jack, uses that. That's, name that's, in, that's um, a great Reservoir name. Dogs, he's too. in all his movies. Yeah. Um, when they're alone name. and he starts hitting on her and raping her and doing all that stuff. 
and spraying the pepper. Sp- I'm getting ahead of the game, but I'm just yeah, saying you're you're cutting in like two thirds in the film. But I'm just saying he's showing he's doing violence on the screen that really has no reason other than just doing violence on the screen. But he's that's Gagnetti's that character, though. I understand the character, but Mar- mm-hmm. but uh, Oliver Stone is showing violence on the screen against women. That's just he's like he's playing both ways. Gagnetti is that's a all- dick. I'm not disagreeing with that, <laughs> but don't make a movie saying it's about the media. I think in real life, too. I think you probably yeah. Tom Sizemore, He's yes. great, though. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm jumping off. It's I'm a going pity. Ahead it's like a drug Because this is what I was getting problems. as I was. Well, I get what he was doing, but then he's also showing scenes of alter, you know, extreme violence against people that I think that he was. That's how you make the statement. Right. No, right. no, by by making it titillating, no, he's not. He's, you inspire people to do it. He's making the statement with the documentary, like where he cuts away to the people on the news, going, "I want to be Mallory. I want to be what's you know. Well, the, I want them to kill me. You know, that's the statement. <laughs> but people, me. but people are like that. People are. I'm fa- not saying are they fans are. of like women. Write, people write stuff. to people in the in the prison. Yeah. I know. I get it. He was saying that it. the media makes the serial killers. Um, well, it's, it's, it was like Charles heroes. Manson uh, uh, patient number one with that? Is, he, is, that, is that the assumption? Manson that Charles never Manson killed was... anybody. Those people acted on their own. Right. True. He didn't physically kill anybody. Well, I think he actually did, but not necessarily. Yeah. Not at the nut. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. <laughs> let's go. Come on. Let's go. Okay. The, the one reason I really like this movie is because at its base, it is a love story between two damaged people. Right, but was that that's like the, the story of me and Ralph. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely damaged. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you saying? That was in the Quentin Tarantino's original script. No, right? that was. It was yeah, it wasn't mainly about the love between the. Stay on the mic. The love between. Oh wow, that sounds a lot yeah. better. Yeah, right? I know. That's how. That's how <laughs> radio that, is that works. How mics work. Yeah, that's how mics work. You have to actually <laughs> speak into the microphone. By the time he gets the footage, it's already been recorded. <laughs> right. Was that Quentin Tarantino's uh, goal also is to make it about Mickey and Mary? I, I don't know. I didn't read Well, let me, let me, let me tell you. Here's uh, the Tarantino. The Tarantino script was superior on, on almost every level. <laughs> Except, here's the thing. Yeah, but wasn't there a bunch of – there was just a bunch of chunks missing, wasn't it? Wasn't – Tarantino script a, a film within a film like it was supposed to take place within true romance there was like no there was a um, there was a probably about a 20 page part to, about if you look at it that footage is in there it's like the reenactments that's done on American um, Psycho or whatever the, American, American Maniacs. Maniacs that footage is the stuff that was going to be in the movie but in the Tarantino basically what happens in Tarantino movie and this is one of the reasons it's superior. It starts with almost exactly the same diner scene. Then it cuts to American Maniacs. The real star, the central character of the film, the Tarantino script, is the um, is the journalist, the Robert Downey Jr. character. Mm. And the good thing is it's starting that in the second sequence of the film, it's starting that they are going to ship Mickey and Mallory off. To the mental one. It's not like in this movie they're going to kill – they're sending them off to Skagnetti and Skagnetti's going to kill them. Right. And nobody's going to look at it. This, they're sending them off to the mental institute where they're going to be lobotomized. You know, and, you know, the, and the reporter wants to talk to them about it. So it's – but see, that sets up immediately. It sets up a time clock because it's going to be done within a week. So it's mainly, you know, Mickey and, um, Mickey and Mallory appear throughout. But the love story is better – and the Tarantino one, too, because Tarantino, one thing Tarantino did not have 
is where uh, Mickey is like eyeing up the hostage. Okay. You know, and he want, you know, man must have his choices. And it's like, hey, I was thinking about bringing her into the mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, that undermines that they're just doing, you know, that all they do is love each other. That undermines that. Additionally, then you have the uh, counter scene where she goes out and tries to have sex with um, what's it, Balthazar Gettier? Yeah. I don't know who it is. And it is. even though she's looking yeah. at him periodically, and he looks like Mickey, right? You know, so basically, that there is nothing like that at all in the Tarantino movie. In the Tarantino movie, they are just totally in love. That's all well, they have for each I, other. I, I, I think. I think. So it it starts out. Mickey rescues Mallory from her sexually abusive father, Rodney Dangerfield, who is incredible in this movie. And I think it's like one of his best performances, personally. Dramatic yeah. now, performance. Can I just add one more thing about yeah. the Tarantino thing? Never happens in the Tarantino. Movie. And I think there's no incest in the Tarantino. That, that's fine, but I, I, I can't see this was movie without Rod- Rodney Dangerfield. Abuse? No, there's no. They don't talk about past abuse. Both of the both Mickey and Mal- Mickey, right? Mickey and Mallory have abuse. Yeah. yeah so, so does Scagnetti. Did, yeah, well, he, he was. He was. I can't his, remember. His mother was shot by Charles Whitman right. in the yeah, tower right. in UT Austin. Right. I think that's. I think that is. I. I can't remember, but I think that is in the um, Tarantino script. In the Tarantino script, it's really kind of odd, and um, it plays out the natural born killers thing better. Um, you know how all these people who are like, you know, um, want gun control because, you know, because the guns are the problem. In this film, they're a normal couple. They have a normal house. They have a normal life. They go shopping. They do this. They go to the mall. They talk about it. They don't actually show it. But then I think um, Mickey is like robbed. And at that point, well, they don't show this either. He explains it. He decides he should get a gun. All right. So it's a whole no, different no, you movie. No, no, no. But listen, but I think this is interesting because <laughs> it speaks to the motivation. He decides to go to the gun store. And the, the salesman shows him all sorts of guns. Then he gets a Mossback, you know, um, shotgun. And he says, as soon as that hand handed the gun, it felt so natural in his hands. Well, he kind of talks about that in the interview. Yeah, that he's yeah. a natural born killer. So that, so that is what really, and then they, you know, that's what causes them to go on a killer spree just because he put the gun like in that, his hand. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that is one thing where the um, Stone film is better. It gives them a better it, it backstory. Be better, yeah. Well, the backstory and, 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 and the way he gets to the backstory with that. You talk about that. Rodney Dangerfield scene, yeah. where he plays it like a sitcom, yeah. but he flips everything. Yeah. You know, people are still laughing. Meanwhile, this nasty shit's going on yeah. in there. Hi, Dad. How is work? What work? I'm unemployed. Where the f*** are you been, huh? Well, you look nice, Mallory. Yuck, you look like... <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Well, I'm gonna go now. I'll be back at midnight, okay? What are you wearing? A broomstick and a trash bag? Why don't you put some meat on you, huh? A few pounds lighter, you'll be missing the opening. And I think that's where Stone, like I said, he's just throwing it all up there. It takes, uh, you know, if you want to make it a love story, I didn't give a crap about that because you're right. They're they're raping and pillaging and grabbing people and. They're not in love with each other. And she's the one who makes the big deal out of, you know, you're supposed to be in love with me and you're doing all this other stuff and you don't love me anymore. You're not looking at me. I'm not pretty enough. And that's why she goes out to that guy. I think she was right. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, so I don't see the love story. I mean, I see what he's trying to. Yeah. He's, you know, he rescued her. Yeah, I don't know. That's the one I think really damaged. Because if you're buying that as a love story by adding their outside interest. 
He's free now. You know, that's what kills the love story aspect of it, which which throws the film off balance. I think it was... But, uh, but isn't that resolved by the end when they, they've, they've spent time apart in prison and then they... Ultimately, they're back together. I know that that's the way it is with me and my wife. Like, <laughs> if we ever have, like, arguments or something and we both end up in prison, when we get out, we're usually... Well, obviously, you know, it is about those two. Ultimately, it's and it's the whole point of Do keeping keep them separate. women in the same prison? What's that? They Apparently keep, in this one they do. In this pr- they, they keep they men do. and women in the same prison in this one. Um, so the, everybody around them believes they have this great love story because that's why they keep them separate, right? That's mm-hmm. why they're yeah. punishing them by keeping, well, keeping them separate. Yeah, yeah. but under any circumstance. And, and the thing, it's a... And did Skagnady kill that other woman? The, yeah. the prostitute? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why? Because he, he, he... I'm assuming he wanted to know what it lo- felt like, like to actually kill, kill mm-hmm. in order to understand Mickey and Mallory and in how order does to that, like, go catch them. How does them. that show the media? How does that? That's not the media part. That's the criminal justice system part. Mm. He's, I think he's saying that the prison warden and Skagnetti, they're all corrupt. They're all corrupt. Yeah. Oh. He, he cut, he cut Mallory. He cut Mallory. Ding, ding. <laughs> no, um, now I'm starting to sound like three days of Condor. <laughs> <laughs> we needed Faye Dunaway in this movie. Yeah. No, that would have helped. <laughs> Don't you um, think Faye Dunaway would have been better? I, you nah, know, maybe not. I love all the cameos. When you read IMDb, all the cameos of people who played the demons, you know, yeah. those little quick cuts. There's a lot of people that were doing that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Read well, the I IMDb. Liked, I like Stephen Wright as the president. Stephen Wright was great. Yeah. He's always good. He was so popular back then. Yeah. You know? yep. Well, he was He just Pulp Fiction. He was. He yeah. played the radio DJ in Pulp yeah. Fiction. You only hear his voice, but anyway. Mm. Actually, one of my favorite scenes was the uh, situation comedy yeah, the, the whole yeah. yeah. I'm sure you figured. No, that that's right up your alley because it flips the. It, it totally flips it. Yeah, and it's the the. I'm top, not saying it was a bad. I'm not saying. Listen, Oliver it was Stone. Transgressive. It was Oliver transgressive. St- and the topic is abhorrent, but it's also like funny in a way because of the way he frames it. And it, I actually I kind of find it what, funny. What message is he? I didn't think it was funny he, at all. Well, the message is you didn't find it funny at all. The message is you'll buy anything. Yeah. An audience that watches television will buy anything. Yeah. And that's why he put, you know, the Coca-Cola. He kept putting the Coca-Cola Wait, I, in I, the middle of it I all. think that any time they actually showed a demon, they would show, like, Something a commercial right. or, that's right. or the polar bears. that's all America needs is you yeah. show them a commercial. Everything's fine. So, yeah, he's making his – he's good. He's very good at the message, no question. But I think – we'll get into it a little bit more. I think he just – I think what he did goes you, What over did the you top. think of it, Hassan, the, um, uh, the uh, this phony sitcom thing? I well, I mean, I thought it was absolutely, uh, it was like appalling. It was disgusting. I think that's exactly what they were trying to show, though, that it's a awful thing, like that's happening, and it's so bad. But like when you put it in, they, they do this a lot in like actual shows where they have all this stuff, but they put in like a laugh track right. and <clears throat> they make everything bright and colorful, and it's like, oh, everything is just like you know, funny. It's a show. It's not real. But it is, and it's disgusting. It's well, the yeah, message seen, is, um, are you familiar with Rodney Dangerfield? Uh, no. I think so. Back to school. I think I know. I get no respect. Else. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, that was definitely I, I, against type Yeah, for this him. was, oh, no, he totally. never did anything no. like that. Yeah. So it was, but I will, can I ahead. say one thing? Oh, yeah. The mother, Edie McCurry. Edie McCurry, yeah. Wait a second. Uh, she uh, played uh, the mother in my... F- my Amish comedy. Oh, my God. Amish comedy. What's the name wow. of that very funny. Holy Man Undercover. She Holy was very Man funny. Undercover. And actually, they kept a good line of hers yeah. in the movie, so she wasn't totally raped. You got to yet. be Amish. Did, did, she, did you talk to her about Natural Born Killers? No, actually, it was not. They shot that on the Disney, the Amish stuff on the Disney ranch, and uh. I was not there that day. Well, that's a shame. You know, I should have. 
We also had Clint Howard playing her husband. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a winner. Clint Howard's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Amish yeah. comedy. Yeah, so, uh-huh. so he's trying to make a point. Yes, he's flip-flopping the sitcom mm-hmm. idea to, to show that America, this all this stuff that goes on underneath, you don't really know what's going on, of course, okay? He's right. He's right. Um, but does so, having abusive parents excuse your behavior? I don't think he's making it. I think I he's think just, he has, I don't, I don't think, think he was making excuses. He was just saying this is a fact. Yeah. Uh, and they were created. Uh, you know, it's not until the, well, you want to talk more about it? We have uh, about which part? I don't know. Do you have any? You got a whole list of stuff you wanted to get to. I don't want. To, I don't want you to feel like <laughs> you, I'm you've already derailed. <laughs> well, get back. We've <laughs> already got track. Get back let's, on track. Let's lift a train and put it back on we'll the get, rails. We'll get that back on there. Well, can I tell you what one of my <laughs> yeah. favorite scene in the movie was? Yeah. It's soon after. Okay, so he take breaks away, goes to jail. He comes back, gets there. They kill the parents, and then they're marrying each other on the bridge. Yeah, on the bridge. And somebody comes by and heckles them. Yeah. And she like says "f you" and this and that, and he just looks over and goes. I'm not going to kill anyone on, not my, on my wedding day. I'm not going to murder <laughs> anyone day. on my I thought that was a good line. I'm not going to murder anybody right. on my wedding day. I that think and the soundtrack were my my best things about this. Woody Harrelson was good. Yeah. I, I think He's amazing. I, I think yeah. everybody was amazing in this film. I think Woody was. Yeah. I think Juliet was. I think Robert Downey Jr. was amazing. Robert I think he was Downey probably Jr. the best. Was good. I think. Well, you uh, would have loved a Quentin Tarantino Tommy movie. Lee Jones. Lee Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Tom Sizemore. I think they all gave it their all. Yeah, they had bit players that were good too. I like his little Rachel Maddow-looking producer that ends up getting oh. killed at the end. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, there was a lot of you know a lot of good people in there. Yeah, but you know, as, as a straight narrative, I like the Tarantino one because it sets the time. You keep plot. talking about the Tarantino. It didn't well, happen. It's not a real right, thing. Yeah, happen. but I'm it's just a figment saying, of your imagination. Would have rather have seen that movie. I would have hundred percent rather have okay. seen it because no I way. think this film fails because it's badly structured. You have all this opening. There's no time clock. It's aimless. Yeah, and it then it cuts to one year later. But it's, it's an experimental. But isn't that part of the whole road trip a- aspect? It's aimless. It's them being aimless and going on a murder spree. And it's more heavy-handed. They're going down Route 666, you know, you as mean, opposed You to, mean he wasn't the, being subtle with his message? Yeah, <laughs> I'm shocked. Like I said, this is not a subtle film. No, it's not. None yeah. of this is subtle. It's an in-your-face, like... I'm having a trouble suspending my media. disbelief. No, I don't expect reality in this movie. This, this is a I hyper real reality. surrealist movie. Well, here's my problem. You know, my ultimate problem with the movie. It's not the message. It's not. It's not the acting. Not even Juliet Lewis. It's the fact that it keeps telling you, "I'm a movie. I'm a movie." It doesn't let me get engrossed in it because it's like, "Look at me. Look at me. Look That's at me." That's the point. It's a movie. It's the media. Yeah, but it's not. It's. It's distracting hey, me from itself. Speaking of which, uh, can I ask a question about a character that pops up? Are, are we talking about Owen? Yeah, Owen. Yeah, the Owen? guardian angel, the guy that was his arc was cut out of most of the movie. Then it no, was. Who is this? Yeah, the Native they, American. No, no not the it's a guy at the end that helps him get out of the. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, I can't think of the actor's name. He's a good him. actor. I like the actor. He was in Jurassic Park, one of the Jurassic Park ones. I can't think of that guy's yeah, name. Yeah, but he's he, good. he shows up in the diner in the very right, beginning he, as, a, as a like a ghost or something. Yeah, she sees him or something. Yeah, he, what? Most, most what is his? What is his? Wait, where I think in the I missed something. In, in the diner, she looks across at the the tables, and this guy Owen is sitting there, and he disappears. Right? It's like a ghost thing. I don't quite. And then he shows up at the end. He's the guy escape. that he's the guy that comes out and helps him escape in the yeah. prison. Yeah. The guy that takes him down the back way. His, his and then he disappears. Then he's gone when they're outside. Yeah, again. his whole arc was cut out of the movie. 
Even the director's cut? Because yeah. I watched the director's it's cut. Not, it's not in there. There's additional deleted scenes that Of Owen. Yeah. Okay. What, what happened? I, I don't know because I didn't watch them. I guess they felt I think, that. I think um, the director's cut is the perfect. <laughs> oh. I guess they felt even that though, the movie even though being Owen five hours long was just too much. Yeah, the director's cut is perfect because he perfect. just disappeared. I mean, <laughs> come on. What do you want? Help me out. You, you know, it's... Explain it. Help me. Give uh, it. Tell me. Tell me. I want to know why. So, so is this movie just a message movie for you? It's just about you. You, you like the fact that it brought up the, the the fact that the '90s, the media was all about serial killers and the violence. And there's a there's a scene they do where he's getting beat. It's definitely a Rodney King. Oh yeah, out, outside the diner, right? right? Where all the cops are beating. No, him. Uh, outside Nikki. the drugstore. Drug outside the drugstore. I'm sorry. Yep. Oh yeah. We're all beating him. I know. I, I see Which all had that. a different name in the Tarantino script. I guess. I guess his message got through to me because I got it. But then they bring Rodney King up at the end. He does that montage at the right. end with the with the Menendez brothers and Rodney it's sort King. of like he just hey, like, if you didn't yeah, get it, this is who that's supposed to be, right? Yeah. So, hey, you it, may it have does, missed it this. It doesn't bother me. I, I, I obviously no. You love yeah. the movie. Did you? Right? Like does the film right. actually entertain the you? The film yeah. does entertain me. I think the film is hilarious in some ways. Because you're like one of those kids that wants to sit there and go, I want Mallory to kill me, right? You're like one no. of those. So, so what, how can that entertain Hassan you? Hassan wants Mallory to kill him. <laughs> what, what enter- do the actors entertain you in this movie, or the, is it the- Robert Downey Jr. Entertain, entertains me. Um, the colors entertain me. The different uh, formats yeah, so entertain me. Like the, the technique of the film. The, I love yeah. the technique. Yeah. I, I, you know, I thought that technique really worked on JFK. Yeah, me too. I agree. But I didn't think it worked here. Because well, JFK, it was more purposeful. Again, if this movie were a straight-up movie without all that, it would have been... It's, the movie's it, it, already, it, been, it, made. It's it, already yeah. been made. It probably wouldn't have been very good. It's a, the, the one with... Uh, who's the one? Uh, Robert um, Beretta. What was that movie he did early on? Where he... Well, Sissy Spacek. Oh, no, it wasn't Beretta. It was... Um, it was... You're talking, Blake. No, it was... It was Martin Sheen and um, oh right, you were yeah, correct. Yeah, you see this one thing. I like this movie, Natural Born Killers, better when they released it earlier as Badlands. <laughs> that's so. What I'm this, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Badlands. Yeah, Badlands. This movie is Badlands mixed with Network. Maybe it, that's why. Right, I like and it. Bonnie and yeah. Clyde. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde. Because yeah. in Bonnie and Clyde, but Badlands was the um, the Starkweather th- murders that you know with the guy, the teenager. And the killer, and they killed a bunch of people in the Midwest during the fifties. I think, I which think, that's what Mo, the Mickey and Mallory is really right. based on. You know what? I, you know what I think the reason I really like this is because I saw it as a teenager, and I saw it as this like weird love story and a big fuck you to everyone. That, I think but that's they, why I, well, I thought like, it was to me. I feel like it wasn't. They, <laughs> they kind of showed they weren't as in love as, I feel like they weren't. They were showing that they weren't like. It wasn't just like love, love. It was just like a lust thing. Like they were driven. It, they, I, they I think were like it, it, was it was lust, but it, then, like, then it like grew into well. something. It was like it was like the whole being caught and uh, going to jail thing just like spiced up the relationship. I don't. Thing. I don't think I got that. I I got it back up. Kind of of felt, you're telling Can me. Can I tell you? There's there's a true story. There was a guy. It was in Baltimore, and they made a, the BBC a made a film like it called Armed Robbery Orgasms about a guy. 
whose girlfriend would only be aroused if he did a robbery. It's a true st- – no, it's a really a true story. Okay. The BBC made a film about it. So, I mean, that, it's not as outrageous to think that, you know, that – Why would that be outrageous? No, I'm yeah. back up a step. No, yes. that, that people – Ralph's going to ask a question. An 11-year-old boy – I'm not 11. <laughs> I was 14 when I saw this. Yeah, come on, man. You were into the love story of this movie? Yeah. Because I think it's like a – in a twisted way, it's like a Romeo and Juliet thing. Well, that's exactly it's a twisted Romeo and yeah. Juliet. That's exactly you know, what the copycat like trailer started like Romeo and thought. Juliet and ended up tragic. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, so so okay. That's See, I ne- at 15 I never would have cared about a love story. Unless it's not 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 this, I mean this one like two killer love story. Don't get me wrong, I used to watch, you know, what the hell? Sally Field and Burt Reynolds, those were love stories in their own way. Are you talking um, Smoking the Bandit? Smoking the Bandit's great. I fell in love yeah. with Sally Field. Oh, yeah. Can I have a question, fucking... Hassan? Have you seen Smoking the Bandit? I have not. Do you know who Burt Reynolds is? Yeah, I know who Burt Reynolds is. He's in The Longest Yard. He was in both of them. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, back to your. I'm sorry. That's okay. we keep We keep going off. So. So, 11-year-old, you're into the love... I'm well, not 14, 14, 14, I'm sorry. He at least 14. hit puberty. Okay, 14, you're in a love story. I understand the fuck you about the media. I get that. Well, you're 14. Well, I, I, I no, see... Because, I, because if, it's not even just the media. It seems like a, a fuck you to society Not to general. mention the hype that this got moved. The, Did you the, listen to punk? Maybe. I bet he did. When you were 14, it was probably more of a heck you. The hype this movie got about being <laughs> so dangerous and so... Uh, you know, because I guess there were copycat stuff going on, yes, right? As people were watching apparently. this, so it did have its own kind of, you know, built-in hype that oh, this movie you got to go see it. It's you know, and but it wasn't it, when you look and, at and it now. When you break this it down, was a film that I was not allowed to see initially. Well, there you go. So that also built it up. There you go. And when you look at it now, it's not that violent. No, it's not. Not I mean, compared, compared to like compared to like torture porn. I think. But, may, may, I I guess what I think really upset people is like. Like this could well, Sean brought up the copycats, but it, it all, like this is something that could happen. Like this was it's already it happened. E- even though it's hyper realistic, surrealist, like technique yeah. wise, it's still a story that no, it, the could truth happen. Is, his truth was, people do this. People do yeah. look up to serial killers. People do write letters to serial killers. Women want to get married to you know. He was he was telling the truth, and, and the and the media amps all this up. Well, it's especially everything. during the nineties, but like now I. I Maybe I'm wrong. It seems to be that they've backed off at least on like spree killers and stuff a little bit. Really, I don't see that at all. You I see it. You I think s- they backed off? No, I think you got cable. You know, 24 hours of cable. When that guy pulled the thing in Las Vegas, eh, you know, it's, it's maybe I just don't watch as much TV. Maybe, anymore. but it's that's 24. probably a good thing. Only watch basic cable. Yeah, or this podcast. Are there any more? Are there any other serial, serial killers out there? There's lots of. There's killers? always there's, lots of. Them. They're floating around. I don't know. Um, I mean, I've they say there's someone down in Miami killing prostitutes. All I know is I, I <coughs> there's, there's, Fort there's thousands of podcasts based on just serial killers. You know, so th- people, I mean, there is this, in, you know, there's an interest. Yeah, for, fascination. Yeah, fascination, it. fascination. You know, I just started watching Mindhunter. It's good, right? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and uh, I like that they're diving into like why killers do this, yeah. like why they're, and I felt like this movie is also like showing like why. They're killing people. Like, why? Well, they're, what dri- what dr- what's driving right. them to do all this? And they did that with. They showed like Mickey's backstory, Mallory's backstory, Sagnetti's backstory. What was Sagnetti's ba- the the tower shooting? Or, right? Yeah, yeah, his, his mother. Yeah. Yeah. He saw his mother Texas die. Tower. Yeah. Right. And then well, I, I think yeah, this yeah. is just he's just showing this the sickness of American culture in an overtop way. Mm-hmm. 
and I like that. Right, and people went crazy in '94. People yeah. were like, it, it, "Would you like to know what Robert Roger Ebert had to say?" I told you he liked it. Yeah, but he really liked it. Okay. Um, Lean into your mic when you say it. <laughs> Oliver Stone's Natural Born Killers may have played more like a demented nightmare if it hadn't been for the O.J. Simpson trial case. Maybe Stone meant his movie as a warning to where we are headed. But because of Simpson, it plays like an indictment of the way we are now. We are becoming a society more interested in crime and scandal than anything else, more than in politics and art, and certainly maybe even more than sports, unless crime is now our new national And, and, and he sport. wrote that in 94. Yeah, this was and his four-star review. And yeah. you don't think if someone, you know, people are getting killed on Facebook and, you know, it's people are posting suicides and shootings. Mm-hmm. And so people are still watching this stuff. Yeah. You so know, was, people uh, only post wrong. their suicide once, though. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. And you didn't like this movie? <laughs> it, just, feel... it, just, it just kept poking me in the eye. It's because it's, it's, it's overhand. Me. I mean, it's, you know, it can be over. I can see how it could be overbearing. Do you feel Mallory was getting suicidal towards the end? To what? Suicidal. In which part? Uh, I mean, like, no, she like, was just when uh, when they're talking to the Native American, he says this one has like a sadness in her. That well, I think that was a result of what her father was and doing. And then, like, to her. and then, uh, well, that was when they started. That was after they started killing people, and she ran away already. But like, yeah, then, I know, uh, but that, that doesn't that, that kind of thing doesn't go away. It's the and, only time, and I then saw... she had that idea about uh, them just running out and going out in a blaze of fire and just being dead. And then, well, that was in the prison. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, well, we're, we'll just like." go out it, we'll do that if, if if as a last resort plan and she kind of like had this the gun in her hand she kind of like put it to her head the like only remorse i herself. saw with, the only thing is the only remorse she ever showed is when uh, mickey killed the indian guy yeah because yeah, mickey too mickey also showed some remorse in the interview he kind of well says, he was yeah because yeah. he you know but but she i was will mad. say she that the indian though. scene was not in the movie there was no scene like i mean in the, the, in I'm the, sorry, the what? script the what there was no the scene like the indian the Indian, the there's American nothing in there team? like that in there. I, it's Native American. I, so at that, least it got a good, at least it got a good Native American role in there. That was Russell Means, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he was very good. Uh, that's one. That's also one of my favorite scenes. That's um, a good one. That's a good scene. Oh, you know, I will say one other thing I liked about the film. So I'm not total a total hater. Is like when Robert Downey's like, and they say they're going to kill him. It's like, hey. I thought we we had bonded in there, and he's like, yeah. nah. Well, I didn't think they were going to kill him right up until they killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to let him go. Now, the end of the scene, end of the movie, they show them driving off in an RV right. with all their mm-hmm. kids. Right? Yeah. What's he saying there? Wait, what? You didn't watch did you the not movie, see that did part? You? Where Wait was a minute. That part? At the end, he meets his girlfriend that she, he thought had left her. No, no. Oh, no, sorry. That's no, Mickey and Mallory get away in an RV with their kids. They get away, and Ralph is asking what Oliver Stone is trying to say by including that. He's. I think he's. I think what he's saying is they killed the media, and they've gotten away from it. They're no longer – they've killed their demon, which is the media and the criminal justice system. And now they can live a and, happy life. Even and though- and all, the, all the stuff that happened when they were growing up, they've – finally gotten rid of it and they can go live a happy life the movie and he did said a happy end. life is suburbia life with kids two kids i guess per- yeah. see that's what i mean it's like a flip-flopping everything. well maybe yeah. it's uh, yeah i don't know it's oliver stone seems to be into like the 1950s a lot i don't i don't know why or like well he grew up probably yeah so like probably... may, maybe that's his 
thing. He's like into the well, right, but he's family, but, but he's saying the happy ending is the suburban ending. So the movie, I mean, didn't but they're not. End. They're not in the suburban. Well, they're, they're driving around in an RV. There's probably they're, two they're guys. In the underground. Right. They're in they're two. In the, they have two kids. Right. And she's pregnant. Right. Yeah. Also, Where right. is the RV scene? <laughs> oh boy. Did this happen after the credits? This happened right, right after they kill the, after they kill Robert, Robert Downey Jr. and they walk away from the camera that's filming. And then the credits start rolling. No. By the way, do you remember oh, Morton that Downey is crazy. Jr.? Yeah. He was that guy. Yeah. I mean, he he was playing uh, Robert Downey was actually playing the Australian guy. He was playing know, Steve I, Dunleavy. Right. From a current affair. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Right. But Morton Downey Jr. was around in yeah. the 90s too and that's this is all kind of I mean, of this is Geraldo. No, is and like, I will say you said you said to watch that um interview with Manson Geraldo did. And there was definitely that vibe. I mean, his yeah. attitude, Downey's attitude, and Mickey's response was definitely the same kind of, like, posturing, like, challenging you for the ca- sake of the camera. Right. It just, that interview made me remember how much I dislike um, Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> I particularly hated him during the Baltimore riots. I'm like, when he almost got that guy to punch him, and I'm like, oh, God, punch him, punch him. You know, when he was on the streets of Baltimore. I don't know if you saw that, but he is... That was Not you mean the recent one, right? Yeah, the recent yeah. riots. I liked how Robert Downey Jr. during the interview kept on saying like, "Oh, like he said, uh, he was like, uh, what about the innocent ones?" And then Woody Harrelson was like, "Who's innocent?" And he's like, uh, "Are you innocent?" And then Robert Downey Jr. is like, "Of murder, I'm sure." Uh, and then he ends up like later like killing people and. Yeah. Well, again, it's the whole that idea. That was also gun, a knot in the. Um, once the gun gets in his hand, Robert Downey Jr. starts killing everybody. See, that's the thing. Once the gun like, is in your hand, you want to kill. He's saying he everybody. He's saying everybody, everybody has it in them. Yeah. Everybody's that's, a that's killer. That's what I read out of it. I don't know. No one's innocent. I just couldn't get past. That? I mean, he's he's trying to make a he's trying to make a point about all the violence, and then in the movie he's showing violence, just for the movie's sake. Not for any message, just to see Scagnetti spray her in the face and do all that shit to her. I get it, that's his character. I understand that. But he's still showing it in a movie. He's still what? using violence you in keep, a movie you, you, to titillate. Are you saying, like, he's oh, like, not to are you say, are you, <laughs> titillate? <Yeah. laughs> are you saying, like, uh, he shouldn't have done that? Like, he should There's have ways to that. do it without. No, I'm saying, with, with all... he, was, he was mad. He was fighting her, he was beating her up. And at that point, like, she's considered, like, a serial killer, you know? Once you start seeing all these like serial killers, the cops are like, you know what? I could shoot you at any time. They, they are we get, supposed like, to feel bad for her or for him? You're not supposed to feel bad. I, I think you're supposed to feel bad for her. Honestly, right? They I'm, make I'm it seem it. they make it seem like you should like they're looking into the serial killers, and you're, you start feeling bad for the serial killers, but really you shouldn't be feeling bad for anyone. It's all... the Godfather effect. Like you're sympathetic to the Corleone family because everybody I mean, else evil. in there is more evil but than you, they are. Are you sympathetic to uh, Mallory and Mickey? I'd say I'm more sympathetic towards Mallory than I am to Mickey. Because yeah. I, I, I it's, it's, it I'm seems not... like yeah, well, she more, has more, more of a, than okay, more than him, more right? of a, a conscience just than as, um, I don't, I don't, Mickey does. She just kills that guy at the gas station for no for giving him bad. That's the worst bad head. Yeah. He didn't take his time. That's it. Yeah, he should have been. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a it's valuable pa- patience, lesson for patience, all of us. Patience is a virtue. Yeah. Oh. And so is stretching. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. <laughs> Learning some life pro tips <laughs> here from uh, Hassan. Wow. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Hassan. So, <laughs> Hassan, what did you so, watch this on, by the way? I uh on on uh yeah, on, on that, online yeah. on, on, that, okay, on okay. my uh, computer. Did you watch it all in one sitting? Yeah. 
See, he I watched it all in. in. That is saying something. He watched it. I'm not. What, wait, 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 what do you mean? I see all my movies in one sit. You. Uh, you missed the, the RV natural. Scene. The natural the RV setting scene. is. And you I miss think. Owen. No, I, I remembered Owen. I was like, <laughs> I missed Owen because he was in there for like a quick second. Uh, we should probably watch the RV scene real quick, though. It's just at the end. It's just them driving it's, off. It's them driving off with the credits rolling over. Yeah. Okay. Let's please show it to oh, the audience who may have seen the theatrical. I probably cut just didn't. I probably just didn't pay attention because of the credits. You're out with the credits. Uh, I mean, not usually, but this time I think. Uh, right. Anyway, did you uh, have something more important to do? Yeah, any, uh, I have to go grab my. Any, any other notes you have before we wrap it up? I don't know. You feel I like you. You feel I think like we you go further on this one. Like, here's my question: At what point did you? Do, well, I could ask this to Morgan Raff. At what point did you stop seeing Oliver Stone films in the theater? Oh, that's a good question. Because I'm looking when, at them. Then they stop coming out in theaters. No, I think I. I think the last one I saw was JFK. Wow. In the theater? Yeah. Wait. So you're saying JFK did the same thing with this? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. JFK watch JFK. Oh yeah, JFK. But I don't yeah. actually. But don't watch the director's cut of JFK. Not, not experimental, like, not the extent this one like did. Mixed but media. A lot of flashing. Yeah. Yeah. That had a lot of mixed media. Oh. But again, to show information, it was informational stuff. Mm. Was it or, pro JFK or anti JFK? It was pro. It was conspiracy. more about the conspiracy. That JFK, JFK was involved in. No. No. Oh. Against him. No, you're no, thinking a seventies film. In a seventies film, JFK and all the government would be involved in a conspiracy. No, this was this was definitely JFK is pro conspiracy against mm-hmm. I think I've seen all of his films since Splatoon up until any given Sunday in the theater. Yeah, I can't but you turn, I mean I'm like uh, actually, Nixon I hated. I like Nixon. Well I thought um I just I just never bought Anthony Hopkins oh, as Nixon. I liked him. Nixon's okay. too much of a voice and a look. And um, I saw uh, the second Wall Street as well. Oh, you saw that in the theater? I did. I waited I did, on that because I couldn't wait to see that one because I love Wall Street so much. But and were you disappointed? A little bit. Not going to lie, a little bit. It had a good score by um, the Talking Heads guy during number. Yeah, that's there. that's not so much that. It's just that's what I liked about it. <laughs> wait, so you were saying um, that scene where he's pepper spraying her in the face? Uh, you. It's too gratuitous. It's too yeah. gratuitous. It's too much. Yeah, but it's, it's, the whole movie is too much. The like, whole, of course. But I'm saying he's using he's 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 commenting on violence by using violence. I get. Well, that's how the else point. would you comment on violence? Just like I don't know. It? I just felt like that one against her was over the top, and and it was, strang- it was strangling like, and also strangling the prostitute. Yeah, str- yeah. Why do I need that? Why do I need? I to wasn't see sure that? he killed her either. It's I'm because he's twisted. I know why the character did it. I want to know why the director felt he needed to put that in the movie. Well, without That's it, all because just... Mickey and Mallory are doing oh, enough. Yeah. Mickey has without, been movies for seventy years. Without, what, without to show how without nasty Skagnetti, Skagnetti is? without Skagnetti like doing that to the girl in the motel, without him cutting Mallory during the he was already scene. an asshole to Mickey and Mallory. Not really. Saw... All we saw him do was like. He, he killed the them. prostitute before he even saw them or ran in, ran no, into them. No, no, no. He had yeah. dealt with them before. No, when? And what point well, during the movie? When he's like at meeting them on the car, right before that. He didn't. Not, he didn't meet them. them but you well, can tell he was asshole from his He was. He was. So he was looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like looking for them. But I think it was. But why do I need him strangling a prostitute? Because we we would just think he's just like some uh, slightly Ass- sleazy. Okay. So what? Good. But he's not. He's super sleazy. You can. This is my point. And he's twisted. You can use exposition, like the exposition. He, he's is by showing, his mother. not telling. That's right. But the exposition. <laughs> Maybe that's of, the problem. Maybe the expo- he shouldn't be showing. Right. The exposition about his mother, 
was enough about getting shot by Whitman. I didn't need to see that. That was enough. That's enough for my character for, for uh, Skegnetti. I don't need to see him strangle. A pr- the, and, you know, she's like an innocent. It's like that's what I'm talking about. He's using violence to, to say violence but you don't is bad. Think it, but that doesn't happen? In real life? Yeah. yeah I'm sure but you it don't does, show but it, yeah. I don't need to see that. I'm sure it but does. But that's the whole it was part point of, the of this jarring movie thing. is to show this. I thought the whole point was Morton Downey, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and the media. That's what I thought the whole point yeah, was. Yeah, the media showing this. But yeah, but it didn't. All, it, the media didn't show it. Robert, um, to, Oliver, Oliver Stone, Stone showed did. It. Right. That's all well, I'm saying. And that, that explains also, some of the copycat stuff maybe, and I don't know. Anyway. I, I think I, I think what explains the copycat is people don't know how to tell the difference between art and real life. Life imitates art. Okay. They got to be a little mentally disturbed, right? Yeah. yeah, but I don't think you should judge a film based on mentally disturbed individuals who may or may not. Why you not? mean the director? I, no, that's why? <laughs> that's the point. He's saying yeah. like, why not? Why media, can't I? Why can't I judge is... the film? Why would they pick this film to do copycat? Then? But he's saying he's saying that life imitates the media. And uh, how come they never copies that because sound it happens music? to his movie? You are free to copycat the sound of music, just fly to Austria, <laughs> right? So, I mean, if you're gonna, if you, you know, yeah, copycat the sound of music, I won't have a problem with that one. Well, well I the, would if I saw thing. people I just say, singing. I'm, I'm coming off negative against this film, but I want to point that I used to in the old days record every movie I went to and I would rank them in order 94 and 94. I saw 94 films in 94. Uh oh, and you can't wait to tell you. And all but seven, I, I saw 79 films that were released that year, so I didn't record the ones that weren't originally released that year. But uh, Natural Born Killers was not my least favorite film. What was your least favorite film? My least favorite film was the uh, Chevy Chase, Jack Palance film, Cops and Robertsons. Oh. <laughs> oh, get and out then, of here. What? <laughs> wow. No. I know where this is going. And then, I, then, then above that was Exit to Eden. <laughs> With Rosie O'Donnell? Rosie O'Donnell oh, in the S&M As a dominatrix? Gear. Yeah, dominatrix. <laughs> and only then, only after those films did Natural Born Killers come Were there out. any uh, copycats for uh, Exit to Eden? Yes, but the media was tastefully <laughs> enough to not show that. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah. that, was, <laughs> that was your... So Natural Born Killers was your third least favorite movie? Yes. Yeah, so do, do you have a list of all your favorite ones yeah, over of, there? Of, yeah, he's got a. What are we wait, wait, I, I want to see what, say, what's ranked above. What's ranked above it? Yeah. What, would you say? Okay. The, did it above move it, up? Did the natural... one immediately above it, Beverly Hill Cop Three. Oof. What? There's no way, Sean. There's no way that this that's is better. Sean's that, list. There's no <laughs> way Sean's that that list. is better. PCU. There's no way <laughs> that that's uh, better. <laughs> with what's his name? And this one I regret. PCU. This one I would I move down north. I never saw it with um Carl Reiner film. Yeah. The Chase. I don't even remember what that movie was. Was that with that's, Alec Baldwin? And... No, The Chase is. Uh, yes, I think. No, it was. that's The Getaway. I'm no, sorry. that's The Getaway. No, The Chase is um, Kel- Kelly, the blonde uh, girl. Kelly woman. McGinnis. No, Swanson. Kelly okay. and Charlie oh, Sheen. Oh God, a Charlie. <laughs> I okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to knock that one down. <laughs> and then Go Fish, the lesbian independent film. I Black don't know that one. Sorry. Mixed Sounds format. awesome. I think though. I heard about that. And Junior with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, oh. these are all above Natural Born Killers. Yeah, Ralph. Uh, I'm not with him. I'm okay. just, I'm just reiterating. Spanking the monkey. That's his name's first film. <laughs> yeah, I know, all those films. I know who he is. Uh, yeah. David O. Russell. Yeah, David O. Russell. The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I, I, wow. Really? You, no, you got to move that. Wait, wait, wait. Is the Shadow Alec Baldwin and uh, Anthony Hopkins? 
No, he plays a he plays a shadow. Are you talking about the bear movie? The bear is great. The Edge. That's the Edge. That's great. That's a great. That's a good one. That would have been a top twenty for sure. Edge. And then Time Cop. Time Cop should be higher than where you have. What's that? What number you have? That sixty five. No, come on, that goes up. Come on. The muscles from Brussels. Would you say natural? Would you say natural born killers was better this time than when you first saw it? Um, I, I disliked it for different reasons. I, in, in retrospect, I would put it higher on this list, you know, because I don't know if I'd love, like I'd uh, I top. Uh, What's your number 15? one of ninety four? Lion King. Oh, uh, that's that's respectable. Yeah, but I had I a Woody that. Allen film up there, Bullets Over Broadway too, in the top yeah. ten. I'd have to knock. You know that what? Your Forrest Gump is number three. Down. Oh come on! It was a monster. I think you should switch level. Forrest Gump and Natural Born Killer. I agree with that. That's what I think. Well, what about Shawshank Redemption? Come that on. should be up there, too. Shaw- Shawshank's you above know, Shawshank. Natural Born Killers. Everybody loves Shawshank, don't they? I have That's not like... seen Shawshank. Hey, how about The about Crow about, uh... is number nine? The Crow? Okay. Yeah. I That's edgy. That. Okay. Yeah. Pulp Fiction is number ten? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. You know what? I saw Pulp Fiction was funny. I saw it in Towson, Maryland, which is kind of like right outside the city. People laughed at all the right places. They loved the film. And then a week later, I took some other people to a thing way out in the freaking country to see it. And the audience sat there in dead silence. Yeah, that's a tricky movie. Yeah, so it's amazing how a different audience, you know, responded to that film. Were you saying uh, all of Tarantino's films start in a diner? Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> Someone said that earlier. Yeah, but now that you I mention think. it, Reservoir Dogs starts in the diner. Yeah, but Django? Yeah, and Hateful Eight probably don't. doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, two of them started dying. Well, you could say you could say that the place where they end up is like the Pulp Fiction open the diner scene is what reminded me. Yeah, when I was watching that, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, well, when I saw the Tarantino script, I was wondering if like I was wondering if maybe because he because he wasn't able to make Natural Born Killers, maybe just like put that scene in Pulp Fiction. I don't know. I don't know. You have to ask him. We'll get him on the podcast. Yes, please. Sure uh, Quinton, Mr. Quinton. Mr. Tarantino. Mr. Tarantino, if you're listening now. We're pretty tight. I think he can. If, you're, if you notice, I said your script was better than the script that was Whatever. in the movie. Whatever. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Um, Wait a minute. I don't know. Any foul? Are you ready to let this one go? Uh, anything you feel you've made like a statement add? about this film? This is a lovely film. That everyone should story. see. Beautiful love story. It is a beautiful love story between <laughs> two damaged people who go on a road trip. Misunderstood. Also, They're just misunderstood. That also involves mayhem and murder. So you give this. My honeymoon. This is highly rated for you. This is, uh, this is four and a half barrels. Four and a half barrels. Yeah, four and a half for me too. Four and a half. Yeah. Really? Going, you weren't really springing to its defense there, Hassan. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. I'm going to go three barrels. Just because, uh, from a from a from a cinematic pr- approach, he does a nice job. It's a nice job. I don't I don't entirely agree with what I, he was doing in there, but, but definitely, people still talk about this movie. I know. Other than us, so yeah, I mean, I even though you either love it or you hate it, people still talk about it. People if talk about a lot of it's a masterpiece. Seventy-nine films. Most of them have disappeared from the public consciousness. I mean, they show up on You're, TV. The ones you just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, of these, of the, my list of films from 1994 that I saw in the theaters, most of them have disappeared. This one hasn't, so it does have that. No, it's definitely, it. you know, it's definitely, it's like edged into the history of film. I, I think yeah. it was, it was appropriate Probably for its Oliver time Stone and place. was also at the top of his, yeah. I mean, that was, he was at the top of his game then too. Yeah, for this one, wasn't he? I mean, that yeah, was, I would, I would say so. This yeah, was around. Between JFK and then this one and Platoon, I mean, he was like, he was, doing it 
And of course, in this movie, he shows all his movies. Right. <laughs> there are scenes where every TV has some Oliver Stone movie on. So he loves his you know, he, he might have preferred the theatrical cut. Maybe I have to watch it. I loved when they. Uh, Maybe. I loved it's not. I'm not a, the violence. You know the, the over the top violence, like even shooting through Robert Downey Jr.'s hand. That I guess that wasn't in the theatrical one, but yeah. was in this one. Uh, that doesn't bother me. It's the attacks against the pro- the prostitute and and Mallory in that end. It's something it's about personalized. It's, it's like just come on. Why well, don't I don't need that? I just don't need it. And I'm not a prude. I don't. I'm not a prude, but I'm, trust just, me, he's not a prude. It's just. It's just. <laughs> it's, if you're trying to make a movie about how bad violence is, why put that in your movie? Because that particular that particular because stuff. it is terrible. Because you, you just realized how bad it is. He's make he wants you to feel that that violence is bad. Well, it worked. I know. So that's I what guess I'm, I'm saying. I'm going to change my vote to one barrel. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a bad what, person. Since it I worked. have learned, well, I've grown older and more mature. I had given this film a bomb, which would have been no barrels, but I'm going to give it a barrel and a half. Oh, right. Oh Jesus. There you go. Hey, try not to hurt. You've got him. You got him to a barrel and a half. You, you've you've pushed me to a barrel and a half. Which let's do this film again in five years on this podcast. You know, I'm going to say I, there is one I thing I want to say three. about the ending. I think I was okay with the ending when I was younger, but now being older and seeing them get away, I, I have more problems with it. Mm-hmm. The, like just more. It's funny as you get older, you get more conservative, maybe, yeah. and you're like, they should get what they deserve, which yeah. is stay in jail because they're going to kill somebody. Well, I, I, which, I, in actually, a sense, they wouldn't mind either. They were talking right. about wanting to go out. I, right. I think actually they sh- should probably died, in right. the, yeah. uh, you know, after during the prison riot. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, interesting. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's I good. That. You're growing up. Yeah, I guess so. Nice, nice. I'm all very right. touched. I think we've all experienced some personal all growth. Right. Well, today. that was a good one. That was a real good one. That was going to be a tricky one, and you handled that well. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, it does. Maybe some people will go see the movie now. I, I think. Th- you should at least see like the first half hour just to see what we're talking about in terms of like aesthetics and yeah. what he was no, doing. I think people and Rodney Dangerfield's and Rodney performance Dangerfield. against type. That's right. I, I think oh, he should have not going to see my face for, for a half an hour. God, they even made him look. Uh, it's so strange and bizarre and disgusting, and it's yeah. it's awesome. So All right, check it out. So there we go. Check that out now. Next week or next podcast, not next week. I think we're going to try to do slap shot. Yeah. Again, I can't. We don't know from week to week or day to day what we're going to do, but we think it's going to be slap, slap shot. Please check out our webpage, yippiekayemotherpodcast.com. Hassan, we have an Instagram. Uh, yippiekayepodcast. And we have Twitter, Sean. YKY Podcast at on Twitter. Check us out. A is lot it of usually fun there. at? Is it at it's in at front? First. Yeah, it's at YKY Podcast. And um, Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast on Facebook. And we have YouTube, Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast, if you want to see us. Yeah, you definitely want to see us. I, I comb my hair. Um, again, if you just go to the website and scroll down on the bottom, all those Twitter feeds and all our feeds are there. And if you want to click on it, leave a note. Go to we iTunes. follow back on Twitter. Go to iTunes. If you're a Russian bot. Right. Go to iTunes and check out the podcast and maybe leave a little, little uh, message or some ratings. That would be great, too. Anyway, thanks for joining us. And uh, that's it. Good night. Thank you. Over and out. Good job. Good job, Al. Al Peterson. Over and out. Join us next time when we discuss the film Slapshot. And check out our website at yippiekayemotherpodcast.com.